0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Keys to Financial Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Marika Stimak. I'm an author, life coach, and app creator. We're going to dig deeper into the 40 simple concepts I've come up with in my book, Keys to Financial Confidence, Unlock Your Best Life. Here, you are going to finally figure out what living your best life means for you and how to set up your financial situation to get there. You are here for a reason, you want change, And you want to learn how? Let's dig in. Welcome to today's episode as we explore the power of building an emergency fund with Angie Carlson, a finance coach and formal financial aid director. Together, we'll uncover practical strategies and insights to establish a solid financial safety net. Get ready to empower yourself and protect your future as we dive into the importance of an emergency fund. Let's get started. Thank you so much for being on the show and coming on to talk about Chapter 14 Emergency Fund.
1: Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. My name is Angie Carlson. I am the owner of Carlson Financial Coaching, where I help couples learn how to communicate about money so that they can break the cycle of living paycheck to paycheck once and for all. And then as a result, we build their shared vision of their ideal financial future.
0: Oh, that's so good. That's so necessary. You know what? Let's just jump into it. Explain to the audience what is an emergency fund.
1: An emergency fund is money that is put aside to pay for things that are unexpected, urgent, and necessary. Unexpected, urgent, and necessary.
0: What would some examples be?
1: So examples would be of what's unexpected, urgent, and necessary is you are living in the north in wintertime and your heat goes out. You are in an unexpected car accident your car is totaled and now you need to get a vehicle. Your child breaks their arm playing the sport. Those are all things that meet those definitions. What is not unexpected, urgent, and necessary is the latest sale at your favorite store, vacation, things that you can really be like, mm. if it doesn't meet those questions, it's not really what you should use your emergency
0: fund for. How much do you think people should have in their emergency funds?
1: I think about three to six months of expenses. Right now, I personally have about five months of expenses, and we're looking to bump ours up to six. That's a lot. Like for me
0: personally, that's a lot of money that I'm just going to have sitting there to cover three to five months of expenses. And I know a lot of people listening are going to say the
1: same thing, but that's what you're recommending, three to six months. That's what I'm recommending because there's peace of mind when something happens, like a job loss uh major medical event, someone passes away across the country. When those things hit, you're not thinking, do we go? Do we not go? Do I have to work? You're just thinking, we're going to go and be fine and figure it out because we've got the financial part there. So it removes an element of stress in situations that already have plenty of stress. So then that leads
0: to my next question. So why is it so important to have an emergency fund?
1: Yeah, it's important because we don't know what circumstances life is going to put in our way. Like we have plans for tomorrow. They may not go to plan. Even our best laid plans may not happen. So we have to be prepared for life for things to happen. That's part of what makes it exciting. And part of that is being prepared financially for things that we may not want to pay for that we really do need to pay for.
0: Yeah, we really do not want to pay for these things.
1: (laughs) Right. I know. I always hate touching my emergency fund. It's like, oh, yeah. What happens if you touch it? What happens if you touch it is that you need to replace it right away. And can I share a story from my life of how my husband and I did that? Yeah, of course. Totally. So in November, my younger son had a medical event that required a 911 call. He's fine now, thankfully. But when we made that call, we didn't debate, are we putting our kid in the ambulance or not? He and I went in the ambulance and we went. We did not worry about the medical bills because we know our emergency fund was more than our out-of-pocket max for insurance. So we went into this event knowing, yes, it's going to really suck to use our emergency fund but thank God we had it. And when I was in the hospital while they took my son away for some testing, the nurse came in to me and she just said, well, you just look different in this situation. I kind of looked at her a little offended because I was thinking she was looking at me like I didn't care about my kid. She's like, you're here. And she's like, I can tell you love your son. I can tell everything's great. But she's like, you don't have the stress on your face that most people come in with.
0: Ah.
1: And I said, the reason I don't have the stress is financially. I said, I know we can pay every bill we're going to get. I said, I'm just focused on getting him to care and I'm not worried about what does this cost? What does that cost? And just the peace that we had during that time to be like, we have no idea what we're facing. We don't know what this is like. We do now, thankfully, but the day that happened, it didn't. And we were just like, thank God we prioritized our emergency fund. And then we've since paid the bills and refunded our emergency fund. Wow. How did you do that? How did you bump it up? I had accepted a part-time position and there was opportunity for extra hours. So I went in and did what we needed to do. And then anything that we had that came in that was unexpected or not planned for it, literally everything went into our emergency fund to rebuild it.
0: Okay. So it was like your main priority, your first priority to replenish it.
1: Yes, because we knew if we didn't replenish it, we would either turn back to debt, we would raid our retirement, we would do things that we knew didn't align with our values or the values that we wanted to teach our children. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Let's say you're starting out with absolutely nothing. You're in debt. You're stressed out already as it is financially. And now we're telling you that you need an emergency fund. How do you make that happen?
1: So we started with a smaller emergency fund of $1,000 while we paid off our debt because we knew between the $1,000 plus the extra money we were throwing out our debt every month that if something came up that was around the $2, 2,000, ballpark, we could you know, not pay extra on the debt and pull over our emergency fund and be okay. Mm-hmm. And then we knew that was a short period of time. And then after we got our debt paid off, everything that we could throw at the debt, we did. But because of what we went through to build our emergency fund the first time, we had to restart our emergency fund 11 times. I mean, we had about every major thing happen <laughs> while we were trying to build our emergency fund. It was like, everything was coming out to so me like, do you seriously want this fund done? Do you really think you can do this? And honestly, by time Aider and I my husband are like, maybe we're just not meant to have one. But then we were just decided that, you know what, we're here. Because at the time, my husband was working hourly for a mass retailer. I was working out of college. So translation, we were not making the big bucks. And between our emergency fund and all the unexpected financial expenses that came up, all 11 of them, I nearly died in the hospital, cars, HVAC, I mean, major stuff. It was nearly $63,000 that we cash flowed. Oh, my God. And after we did that the first time, there is no way we're going to go back and do that again. That's, I mean, it was worth it, but it also really sucked. That was a lot of work. That was a lot of work, but it got done. It got done. And now that's why our priority is as soon as we take from that emergency fund, we try to refill it as quickly as we can, just because we don't want to go back to that again. And so at least when life started hitting us this time with my son and his condition, we're like, well, at least this time we're starting with an emergency fund. We're not starting with trying to keep everything together. <laughs> So we've been able to recognize the progress, too, as we've gone and emergency fund is just it's kind of like insurance. You hate using your insurance, too. But when you need it, you are so thankful that you have it.
0: OK, so you mentioned a thousand dollars. So your aim was to get it to a thousand dollars
1: in that time to start. Like when we first started to get serious power money, we we're like the first thing we to do is just get thousand dollars saved, at least catch the little stuff that comes in. And when we got serious about paying off our debt, once we changed our mindset, we knew our debt could be gone very quickly. So we knew it was going to be a short period of time that we would have that. And it was just to start developing the habit of not turning to debt for a $50 purchase, not turning to debt for a $500 purchase. What do you think
0: is more important, putting money aside into an emergency fund or paying off debt?
1: After the $1,000 is saved, I would pay off the debt because the debt is really holding you back. And then think about how much you pay in your debt. Like how quickly can you save an emergency fund when you're not making all those payments? It's like juggling. It's hard to juggle. If you have 20 balls and I tell you to hold them all and then you throw them in the air, how many of those balls do you catch when they come back down? Where at least if you have the one ball of your debt, okay, I can throw this ball up and down and catch it. I can set that aside. I can pick up the emergency fund ball, throw it up. And so you're making progress when you're focusing on one thing at a time. Okay, so focus on building up an emergency fund first and then tackling debt. Focus on the $1,000 emergency fund, then focus on debt, then focus on the emergency fund. Okay, what about investing? That's not something that I would recommend until after the emergency fund was done. No, my full disclosure is I did it differently because I didn't start becoming serious about my finances till later in life. But now it's one of the things I'd recommend after the emergency fund because I cannot tell you the number of people I talk to that use their retirement as an emergency fund. And there's just so many implications of how that goes that it's like, your retirement's a very expensive emergency fund. Yeah, you need that to live. Yeah. And retirement, you need that money for retirement, too. But if you have your emergency fund, you don't even think about going to your retirement for anything because you're going to pull your emergency fund. It's there.
0: Of course. Okay, so you're going to say
1: invest at the same time invest after the emergency fund's fully funded because now it's kind of like the house. We've secured our foundation. We have no debt and we have a three, six month emergency fund because now when we invest, if we have something major that comes along, we don't stop investing because you know if it's something little, we catch it. Now, if it's something we have to pause and then go back to our emergency fund and rebuild it a month or two, not the end of the world. But we're not getting into the habit of rating whatever investment vehicles we use when there's an emergency. We're really developing solid habits and the habits are going to be what helps everything as we go through our life.
0: Okay, and I just want to clarify, like when you're building up your emergency fund, you still need to be making the minimum payments on your credit cards.
1: Oh yeah, when you build up your initial thousand, absolutely, you're paying minimums on everything. Absolutely, yes, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah,
0: that's important. You can't just freeze everything and then just throw all your money in one place. When you have an emergency fund, it will prevent you from racking up your credit card and going into further debt. And I know some people have that anxiety or not that anxiety, but they sort of they would prefer to have that thousand dollars on their credit card. And then in their minds, they think, well, if an emergency happens, I have my line of credit or I have my credit card. What do you think about that strategy? Yeah. And it's very
1: understandable how people think. That's what we've been taught as a society is that the credit card's there, but that credit card comes with such a high interest rate. You could be paying on this event for months or years down the road. And if I'm in the middle of an emergency and something that's not fun, the last thing I want is a monthly reminder in the form of a bill, how much I owe for it and mm-hmm. be thinking of it every month, where I would prefer to just pay the bill and be done and move on with my life. I totally understand why people would have a credit card for emergencies and have that give it a sense of security. But I would really just invite people to just think about it differently. Like how different would it be to just have it in cash and just pay it? And... Then when would be the next time you think of it again? I guess it's for the people that don't have that much cash sitting
0: around or they don't like to have that much cash sitting around. And it just makes them frustrated that they have to have a thousand dollars sitting in an account when they have like credit card debt or when they could be doing something with it.
1: And that's a big thing about personal finance is it's personal. There's always a reason that it says personal. Yes, of course. So then, yeah,
0: you go in and see what you feel comfortable with. And I think everybody's number is different as well. In my book, I say it depends on how many people and pets you have to take care of.
1: And that's why I always say expenses, because people might have different mortgage payments or different rent. I mean, if you're in San Francisco versus rural Wyoming, your emergency funds are going to look very different. Okay, well, where do you recommend people
0: keep their emergency
1: funds? I keep mine in a high-yield savings account. I know some people keep theirs in a high-yield money market account. I do not recommend investing the emergency fund because it's something if the emergency happens, you want to get to it quickly. So something that is accessible, but obviously you don't want it like too accessible because you don't want it to like just leak out of your account either. Now, I keep mine at the same bank with my checking account, but I know some people say that's too tempting for them, so they choose to keep it at a different bank.
0: Either one of those are fine. What about cash in the mattress?
1: (laughs) I mean, you could. I personally wouldn't do that, but I mean, some people could. I mean, I've heard stories of people when they had their starter emergency fund of $1,000, they just kept an envelope in their house. Now, for me, that'd be way too tempting. Absolutely not. But some people, if they've got the discipline to do it, I mean, more power
0: to them. So I think it's playing around and finding what works best for you. If it's cash somewhere hidden and you're not tempted, you're right. Or if it needs to be sort of like completely away from your everyday banking account so you don't dip into it. So you just kind of have to analyze where it's going to work for you. And now do you recommend putting any additional funds in that account or should that just solely be your emergency fund account? Can you combine it with something else?
1: Some people will combine it with what I like to call sinking funds. So like they're saving up for a car repair. They might have their medical deductible saved. So if they have some type of accounting to determine what's the emergency fund and what isn't, I mean, I personally don't have a problem with that because at that point, if you've got that much cash and you're like disciplined not to touch it, you're more than likely at the discipline to know what you're using it for and what the intentions of it are. Mm -hmm. But I know some people will choose to have everything they're saving for as a different savings account too. And there's no right or wrong with that. I mean, The point is to have the money saved and you know where it is and you know how to get to it. And part of that's just the personal finance where you're finding out what works really well for you and your spouse married.
0: Okay, what's something that you would recommend right now for somebody wanting to start off an emergency fund? What would you say to them?
1: So if they're looking to start off an emergency fund, I would say go for it. And if you start small, it's okay to start small. And $5 may not seem like a lot, but $5 a week for a year, you would have the $1,000 saved. Now think about where $5 a week goes. What's the higher priority to you? And that's something that only you
0: can decide. If you want to make it a priority, you can make it happen. It's just thinking about being more mindful of where your money is going and what's going to secure you to become financially confident.
1: Um, The only thing I'd want to add is we never realized how much peace we would have in our life with an emergency fund until we had one. So it's really hard to explain the emotion of having one when you've never had one before. And that can be such a hurdle for a lot of people to go through. I mean, because for some people, they've never had a thousand dollars ever saved for emergency. So even just for some of them, just getting that first thousand dollars is, okay, am I really committed to changing my financial habits? Am I really committed to getting this emergency fund? Am I really committed to just taking as many times as it takes? And so, I mean, there's a lot of practical things we can do to save money for the emergency fund, but there's also a lot of mindset work that needs to go around it too. Because once you save it, you don't want to self-sabotage by using it for something that isn't considered an emergency. Well, thank you, Angie. Thanks for coming on the show. And where can people find you? Yes, um, they can find me on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Finance Coach AC. And then the website is com. Thanks forward slash homepage. So that'd be where you can find me online.
0: Great. And we'll have that all posted in the show notes below. Thanks so much for coming on. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us in this insightful episode on the power of building an emergency fund. Remember, by establishing a financial safety net, you're taking a crucial step towards securing your financial well being and peace of mind. Tune in to the next episode and discover what a spending fast can do for you. Be sure to subscribe to the Keys to Financial Confidence podcast and share this episode with a friend. Your support and feedback are greatly appreciated. And don't forget to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Now go out there and start building that emergency fund.